Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, where we highlight and share the stories of African-American women who are 30 plus, child-free, wonderfully made, and living their best life. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. This is Dr. Angela L. Harris, your host. Come join me as we get comfortable and cozy with no bibs, no burps, no bottles. Stay tuned. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome to this episode of No Bibs, No Burps, No Bottles, stories of African-American women without children. I'm so excited to be with you guys today because I have a special, special guest. Today's guest is the founder of Building Better Money Habits, which is for personal financial strategies for creating an economic legacy. My special guest is also from North Carolina, which is where I'm from and living now. She just celebrated a birthday and this beautiful woman sitting in front of me, she is 50 years old. And if you look at her, she does not look 50 at all, but she just turned 50 a few weeks ago. She is active in her community. She's also active in her church and she's also living her best life, her best child-free life, I might add. So welcome to today's episode in the podcast studio. Please help me welcome my guest, Kelly Scott. Kelly, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Sarah. I am so excited to have you and thank you for being a guest on my podcast. And so I have a lot of questions that we probably won't get to all today, but you know why you're here. We're here today to talk about no bibs, no burps, no bottles. Absolutely. So I'm going to jump right into it. Um, how would you, I know how your life is because we are friends and we hang out, <laughs> but I want you to maybe share with our audience, um, how would you describe your life at this point, just having a fabulous 50th birthday? How would you describe your life as being a child-free, 50 young African-American woman? I would describe my lifestyle as free, uh, carefree, uh, sometimes a little intimidated because I do have friends that have children. Mm. So uh, the whole discussion here is about um, being able to navigate those waters of being having a child-free life, but also letting other people know how happy you are in that environment. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I do take into consideration sometimes the lack thereof maybe not having a legacy, mm. um, some of those things. But overall, I am certainly happy within my skin. I'm happy within the situation of where I am. I would not go back and change a thing mm -hmm. uh, in how my life has evolved to be child-free. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a beautiful thing. It's 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 happy being. I'm happy being me. Wow, that gave me goosebumps because I think we share some of the same feelings in regards to being child-free. Um, like I said, I have a lot of questions and I want to actually kind of piggyback on something that you said. So you said it could be intimidating at times and you talked about having friends who have children. So can you share a little bit more about like what that means, what that feels like when it's happening in the moment to feel intimidated? And maybe intimidation is not necessarily mm -hmm. the correct word, but I am in that uh, moment of my life where I have a lot of my friends, family, uh, where their children uh, are growing up, they're mm -hmm. going to college some graduating from college, you know, somewhat in that um, that area, that time of their life. And I'm looking at myself like, wow, you know, so what do I have going on? And I don't have those things going on. But I also don't have college 
tuition. Uh, <laughs> so, Preach. so yeah. So, so it's it's a good thing, uh, and, and and also maybe just again an emotional thing within myself because, um, you know, you grow up looking at television and baby dolls and all these things that society tells you that tells you that you should have, and then once, you know, I've grown up, I don't have that. Am I happy about that? Absolutely. But can I also be just a little bit missing? Sometimes thinking, what am I missing? Sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, I just, again, I think it's just a stage of where I am, where my friends are. Mm -hmm. Um, And this too shall pass because, you know, again, I'm happy not having to put the financial responsibility associated with a lot of those things. And I can choose to buy what I want to buy when I want to buy it. So it's a pretty um, exciting life. You have choices, you have freedom. You mentioned freedom. Yeah. So when do you, when did you recall, if any time, that you wanted children or did not want them? I think it all evolved as a product of my growing up. Um, I was a person that um, didn't necessarily have the ideal family structure. And I began living with my paternal grandmother very early on. I started living with her when I was four. And... Um, there was a definite generation gap because her being my grandmother and, you know, me being a four-year-old. Um, and so life was a little bit hard, I felt, as a child. And though my grandmother loved me, I know she loves me with every fiber of her being. She definitely loved me, but she was very strict. And I think early on, I took it as if, you know, I'm not going to do that to my child if I have a child. You know, you can be so young and so naive with your Mm. thoughts, right? Because you have structure and you have these things that maybe other people are there. Other people are doing, but you can't. And so I grew up saying, you know, if I had children and this was still an if I wouldn't do those things. But as I evolved, uh, I'm being an only child in that household. I didn't have siblings to share things with. Mm. And it sounds so selfish. I know that it does, but I wasn't selfish, but I just learned to love what I had. If necessary to share, absolutely I would. But what I learned early was that I could still just be me and have everything that I wanted and be completely whole and not have to worry about sharing things with other people, doing things and relying on the people to be able to provide my happiness. Mm -hmm. And so I think that evolved to my relationships um, with men, you know, throughout uh, college you you run into people who've got children and honestly that's not always the best um type of um feeling i guess you know early on in college you know you're you don't want to date somebody who has kids because you feel like you know what's going to happen they're not going to have enough money they're not successful all these things that are definitely not true Mm -hmm. but you have these mental breakdowns i guess you could say um but again as i aged it just so happened that i married a man who didn't have children but he did want children but it wasn't in the cards that um, we had children prior to um, me becoming a widow Um, but again I don't I was not not disappointed Mm -hmm. Uh, I think if um, our relationship had transpired and done had provide had had been different Mm -hmm. um, I would have probably had a kid but the fact that I didn't have any is not lost on me I'm Mm -hmm. I'm good Absolutely good. But I think it evolved as my upbringing uh, with my 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 role, my grandmother and her role, and then how that transpired to just my relationships with men mm-hmm. early on in my career, early on in my relate in my life. Mm-hmm. So you so it was you were pretty young when you kind of realized that 
even though we grow up as little girls with baby dolls and we see the aunties and the other people who have had children, it seems like from your experiences, you recognize that this is maybe not what you want for yourself, given the relationship with your grandmother and, and seeing how that unfolded. Yeah. And even the uh, quote unquote aunties, I didn't really have that. I had some now, don't get me wrong, but the relationship was not there. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't feel you know, the nurturing, I guess you could say, and how that nurturing should pass along within you, something innate. I just didn't get that, hmm. that vibe. Mm-hmm. That, I, that just, I mean, again, my family's nice. My family's loving. Certainly no disrespect whatsoever. That's that motherly nurturing. I, I just didn't feel like I got that. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that Kelly, I understand you. So when you say you didn't get that meaning, it wasn't, um, shown to you or given to you or you're saying you as a woman did not feel motherly paternal i think it's a combination and that's a great question thank you for uh expounding on it a little bit more i think it's a combination of both i think i didn't get it because again you know trying to be strict and trying to make sure that you do the right thing uh those things in my grandma and then my grandmother in and of itself she wasn't just a emotional um type of person you know short giving you what you need making sure that you're prepared and all those things absolutely uh but she wasn't always a touchy-feely you know come sit on my lap baby mm-hmm. type stuff she wasn't that kind of grandma mm-hmm. so um i i didn't get that but I, I do feel like i have somewhat of a nurturing spirit mm-hmm. but i don't believe that deri- that derived as a result of wanting children or not it, i think it's just i don't know how it came about but it's different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's different okay did you get any pressure throughout your years you know whether that was college young adult even now from family friends more specifically family about when are you going to have a kid you're 30 you're 40 you're 50 and you don't ha- I mean did that happen actually it didn't okay it didn't um, I didn't get married until my early 30s so um, I didn't get the pressure from people saying, when are you going to get married? I I don't know if it's a cultural thing or what, um, but when you're, I'm blessed to have, you know, done well in high school and have been offered the opportunity to attend college. Uh, And then during those years, you know, it's drilled into us as uh, African-Americans is, you know, girl or child or man, woman, boy, whatever, get your education, Mm -hmm. you know, don't get distracted, those things. Uh, And so, I was more focused and I tried not to be distracted. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like everybody else, we have our funds, mm-hmm. um, things happen, whatever you, you know, you, you live life as it is. Um, but I tried to stay focused. So I didn't get married until um, my early thirties, but I still wasn't broached with the subject about when are you going to get married? That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, once I did get married, I think that's just a natural mm-hmm. thing that occurs is that, um, um, uh, People want grandkids, that sort of thing, um, which I'm in my, I'm 50 and I want grandkids now, which is, a, I want kids, I want grandkids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so you had that, you heard that, you know, about the, the children and when are you going to have them? But again, it wasn't something that was really pressed upon because even when you do get married, there's still the no, nature or the nurture of, or making sure that you put the, uh, horse before the cart. So making sure that the relationship is solid, making sure that you do the things that you all need to do in order to build an appropriate uh, environment to have a family. Mm -hmm. So I do believe that that was something that my late husband and I focused on um, early on. Um, 
Now, again, what might have happened after some of those years, who's, who's to know? Mm-hmm. But I still didn't feel that pressure to have children. Mm-hmm. So I know there's sometimes women are in relationships where they may, may go into it wanting to be child free. And then they have a partner and somehow miscommunications happens or they don't talk about it. And then the partner is wanting a child. So if that was to be presented to you, whether in your marriage or in a future relationship, um, how would you handle that? Would that be something that you would consider or you stand your ground? If I was back where I was at that time, um, married to my late husband, um, and he wanted a child, I would have had a child. Mm-hmm. Just a, whether it was societal pressure, whether it would have been um, married to him or whatever, I, I, I would have done it. That's mm-hmm. just no if, ands, or buts about it. Mm-hmm. I would have done it. Now, that ain't happening. Mm-hmm. I'm too mm-hmm. uh, far into my age, into my own being, um, to be able to compromise what it is that I want um, within myself. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I wouldn't, again, be nurturing and, and helpful and carefree. Like I said, I, I want grandkids. I, I have that spirit that I want to be able to pass on my knowledge to mm-hmm. younger folks. Whether that's a grandkid or not, maybe, maybe not. But uh, to someone else, I mm-hmm. guess is more specific to say. Um, but if I was at a point in my life where I was asked to be in a relationship and to have children, that's not going to happen. And just to clarify, so you kind of said it a little bit in regards to age and 50. And we know at a certain time for women, just biologically, it's very difficult, sometimes impossible to have children. Um your thoughts about if you wanted to shift at any time adoption um, are those things that you've ever considered in the past no for me whether i have a child naturally or adoption to me is the same thing okay i I recognize that it's for some people it's not but for me it's the caring of a child of an individual of a human being whether i again have them naturally or not that's not something that i want to do Mm -hmm. whether uh, again I even struggle with the big sister, <laughs> the big sister thing. Um, that's just that's a struggle for me because it's a responsibility that is, you know, on paper and and scheduled. And I was a big sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it is something that you have to put a commitment into, as if even if it's not your your own child, it's something that you have to be committed to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be committed to a child in that way. I want to somewhat be able to do it on my own. And again, that may sound selfish, but I can do that because this is my life. Mm-hmm. Say more about that because you've, you've said it a few times that it may sound selfish. So when you say that, what are you really saying? Like what's underneath that? I think you, you look at how other people may view it. That, you know, again, I guess I come from the standpoint where I was an only child. So I'm always thrust with, oh, she's so selfish. She didn't have to share. She didn't have to do these things. So uh, it's one of those things I think that comes out of my lips probably more often than I even realize. Mm. Because it's always been something that I've been told my entire life. Mm. Uh, Just because I hadn't had to worry about or didn't choose to worry about other people in other people's eyes. Although I did worry about it, Mm -hmm. but not in the way that they might have envisioned. Um, But at this time, I'm okay with, I mean, you know, maybe I'll go through Webster's Dictionary and find me a different um, adjective Mm -hmm. besides the word Mm -hmm. selfish. Mm -hmm. But that's all I can think of at this moment. And I'm okay with that because I have the freedom. Mm. So maybe selfish is not it. I have the freedom. I have the uh, fluidity fluidity Mm -hmm. to be able to do 
other things uh, that maybe someone else would rather me do. And I have the option. I have options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And that's what really it's all about. And that that's what our stories are about. That's what this podcast is about, to illuminate for other people about the choices, right? There are women who are intentional about making choices to be mothers. I have friends and family who knew like, you know, at eight years old, I want to be a mother and that's fine. And I don't think that there are a lot of our stories being shared, whether it's by choice or whether just circumstances, you don't, you're child free. But I feel like there's just only one narrative and the narrative that's being pushed is that if you are a woman and you have a uterus and you have a womb, you are supposed to conceive and have a child, children. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, and I agree with that is that you have to be able to broaden the narrative around what it means to be an adult, what it means to be, um, you know, just a part of society and you're not defined by marriage. Mm-hmm. You're not defined by sex, male, female. You're not defined by child free mm-hmm. or, you know, having children. You're that doesn't those labels don't mm-hmm. define you. It's you mm-hmm. and how you live and what it is that you do that defines how you are. Mm-hmm. And I am at the point in my life Thank God for being 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, but There's I think something it, brand new that so, comes with that. <laughs> well, but I was going to say, even before I turned 50, I think that I went from uh, age four to 40 because of, again, the exposure with my grandmother and the generation gap and hanging out with her friends, which were seniors and elders. And I have this affinity for um, that age group. Um, and I think I just kind of skipped over s- certain, you know, certain times in my life where other people might have been thinking about children, that sort of thing. I I just, I think it's just was a complete blur. I don't even think I went there. (laughs) But again, had it been something that my late husband wanted, I would have done just because of being in the relationship Mm -hmm. and wanting to satisfy my husband Mm -hmm. because I got married to satisfy my husband. I am one of those people where I believe in um, satisfying my husband in the relationship and he being the man, so to speak. And if that's what he wanted, then that's what I would have done. And that's a whole nother podcast. We can have a discussion. Yeah, about. I was going to say, <laughs> there was a question that came up, but I'm going to save that for another time. So can you talk a little bit about maybe some positive experiences, challenges that you've had, again, being child-free um, in regards to dating? You talked about friend groups a little bit. So just mm-hmm. anything that you can kind of highlight for us in regards to your personal experiences? It's, it's funny because I was you know, preparing or mentally, I guess you would say, preparing for this conversation. And I got to uh, going back and thinking about my life and what I'd done and, you know, the uh, opportunities and exposure and things that I had. And I thought about my dating life. And I mentioned it early um, in today's society, meeting older men or men that don't have children is uh, quite hard. It, it just, yes. it's it's a fact. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And I'm not saying that that's good, bad, or indifferent. It's just a fact. So in my dating life, since my husband passed, every man that I have basically uh, encountered, dated, or even thought about dating, you know, somewhat has children. And but one thing that it, it, it did do to me is that I learned that I liked it. I liked it if they were a good role model. If they were a good parent, if they were involved in their child's life, if it afforded me the opportunity to participate and not compete mm-hmm. with the child, because I, I, you know, I'm a person who recognizes that you got to do what you need to do for your child from a, that male perspective. 
but you also are entering into a relationship with me. So I expect a relationship with me as well. And I expect for you to be able to balance that. Mm. It's not a competition. It's just a matter of balancing it. And so I've had decent, um, I've I've done well, I think, in some of the people that I've I've dated and let in my life Mm -hmm. who were experiencing that. And it's led me to say that I like actually being involved uh, with a partner who actually does have children, which takes me back to the fact that I want grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't at this point, you know, most of the people that I talk to, I date and everything else are folks whose kids are well grown, that sort of thing, which is good. I'm I'm good with that. Mm -hmm. But that means I might have the opportunity to do grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's not that I am missing something, but I think it's missing something from what I didn't have growing up or the last 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. I think it's broadening the opportunity and experiences that I can can have Mm -hmm. and still be able to share the knowledge and the wealth of information that I have, again, with a new generation because God knows I think they need it. Mm And mm-hmm. I need them. Mm-hmm. I like them to keep me relevant. There's so much going on yeah. in the world and, you know, social media, this, that, whatever, just a jargon mm-hmm. that I don't have a clue about. Mm-hmm. And I like it when um, I have godchildren. I like it when they keep me abreast of certain things. I like to feel like at least if I ain't young, that I'm so remotely <laughs> right? young. That's what happens when you work at a college campus. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you were talking, though, I was thinking is like, so you want to skip the stepmom phase and go straight to grandmom because, OK, that is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, You couldn't have put it in a better phrase because I think. And, and again, this is just me probably overthinking stuff. Uh, if you know, if 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 that person needed me to, quote unquote, be a stepmom or in a mom capacity, I suppose I could you know, step in and do that. But most often the people that I have had experiences with, their mom is still very much Mm. present, a Mm -hmm. present help in their life. Mm. And again, I have no intentions whatsoever with anybody in any relationship is to replace anybody's mom. Mm -hmm. So that is just not something that I'm even focused on. I am beyond that. Yes. I'm thinking more about (laughs) Let's just skip the stepmom phase. Absolutely. All right. So seems like you've had positive experiences. Have you ever encountered where, because um, I've talked to women who have had these experiences, men who are like, so what's wrong with you? You don't have a husband and you don't have kids. What's up? I don't know if it's been more from a male perspective or female. It's, mm. it's funny you would say that because mm. a lot of men, maybe, uh, they've got those responsibilities. And I find that when they realize that I don't, it's like a, a, a relief, a relief because, you know, they can kind of go hang out and, you know, I, I think they, I think it's a, a, a positive experience that, you know, they just don't have to, I don't want to say deal with it because that's certainly putting a negative spin on having children because that's not what I mean, mm-hmm. but it, it's almost like a vacation, hmm. you know, if mm-hmm. you could even imagine it to be as such. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think any of the males that I've encountered over the last 20 years or so, um, my husband's been passed away 15, so last 15, 20 years or so. I think they like it. Okay. Now, from a woman's perspective, mm. it's, yeah, mm. what's wrong with you? Uh, what happened? You know, the first thing they go to is, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, did you know as if there was something bi- biologically wrong with me. And uh, no, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you've had to have a conversation with people says, you know, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) that Mm -hmm. you felt like you had to do it Mm -hmm. or you know just some of those things and 
But from a male perspective, I think they like it. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong, but Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. So again, good positive experiences from dating. But when you said that, I had a reaction because it's, so it's almost this sympathy or empathy maybe of you didn't have children because you could not, something biologically was wrong. They're making the assumption. Absolutely. And it's not the go-to of, Maybe I just didn't want children and I'd use preventative measures to make sure that that didn't happen. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Where do you think that comes from? Why, why do we do that? Why do other women make those assumptions? Because I just don't think it's society. It's not the norm, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just not where we go. It's, you know, it's like the what's wrong syndrome. Whenever somebody coughs or somebody, um, moves or, or startles or this or that, What's the first thing we say to someone? What's wrong? Mm. What's wrong? We don't say what's right. Mm. We don't we don't go there. We're not conditioned to think about things maybe a okay. Automatically our mouth moves to what's wrong. And so I am a person who's trying to practice mindfulness and understanding that situations that happen are wrong. Mm-hmm. They just are factual, it is what it is. You just move from one stage to the next. Um and I just think we have been so conditioned to have those two words embedded in our head. What's wrong? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's just not it. Yeah. So it seems like there's been times where you've had opportunities to enlighten some women. (laughs) Um, How do you go about doing that? And what has that looked like when you've done it? Um, I learned a long time ago, and this is for me when I I like the word enlighten Mm -hmm. people on almost every subject. Uh, I always have positive, positive, negative, positive. Mm. So I always say, oh, well, you know, thank you for asking me that. I do appreciate you, you know, asking because that you want to know. However, Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is not a negative. This is what I like. This is what I've chosen to do. But if you need me to babysit your grandchildren, (laughs) I'll be happy to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I, I, you know, it's how you say things Mm -hmm. that take people uh, off their guard and, and, you know, back them up a little bit and let them know that it's okay for you to say what you said, understand, you know, believe whatever it is, but I'm going to let you know that, mm-hmm. no, that's not what it is, mm-hmm. but we can still be friends. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this, op- there, there are opportunities to coexist and be, oh, and, and have mutual respect. Yeah. And again, this is what our stories are about. Um, sometimes people think, you know, it's like, power to the people, child free, and we're bashing moms. And it's not that, again, it's really just offering another narrative, an opportunity for people to share their options, their stories, their choices. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so another question, Kelly. Um, so society, we talk a lot because we're sometimes the way we grow up and the way our lives are framed, it's a lot of society and what was taught down generation generation. When you think about society, TV, media, um, things on the outside of you, what are the views that you see in regards to child-free living? Do you feel like it's negative, positive? Like, what images of us do you see? What messages are from society? I don't see a very positive African-American child-free narrative, especially in social media to a certain degree. And the reason why I say this is that if you see women who are child-free, they're usually 20-somethings, 30-somethings, and their um, relationships, and it's all about sex and and, and trying to find a man and um, that sort of thing. I, I, you know, or if you see something else, it's always a family um, 
where, you know, they're doing well, but, you know, you have issues, that sort of thing. I don't see, in my opinion, uh, a, a positive, overwhelmingly present opportunity to see. I don't see hmm. someone like myself on TV. You know, I, I just don't see it. And maybe because we, you know, sex sales. Mm-hmm. Maybe because we're boring. <laughs> you know, Are we? I, no, well, <laughs> this is society. You asked me about society. That's, that's true. That is you true. You asked me about society. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're only going to show what is out there to be able to uh, capture someone's eyes, capture someone's um, money, mm. you know, that sort of thing. And that's just not, I mean, that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. It's just not. I, I, there is one show, uh, uh, a judge show that I happen to watch on TV, uh, and it looks like, from what I can tell in the show, uh, that she is child-free. Um, and But it shows, it doesn't focus on her family, it shows more focus on the role that she plays as a judge and how she impacts the community, which is certainly a wonderful, great narrative, but it still doesn't speak anything regarding her family life. Mm-hmm. So it like it kind of just dismisses that part mm-hmm. of it. Because it's almost like you can't be a family of one. So if you're child free and you don't have offspring or a partner, it's almost like you just exist in this world by yourself. Right. And they don't realize like, no, we have immediate families and we might have godchildren. We might have other influences and people in our life, but it's only like, well, you can't be happy because you have no kids to take care of. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But you and I, I mean, I know that that certainly is not the case. Mm-hmm. We can have, you know, the cliche is have it all. Mm-hmm. But what is it? What's encompassing of my all versus mm-hmm. what's encompassing of your all? It can be defined in various ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you were to meet and come across a young African-American woman who is has decided that she wants to be child-free. She does not want to have children, but there's these messages that society is pushing off or mainly, maybe she's getting the pressure from family. What, you being 50 and what you've shared, your dynamic story of what you shared being child-free, what would you tell a younger woman, a younger version of yourself, if anything? I would tell her to, you know, it's, it's not, you know, how we have those, you, know, you see it, writing a letter to your young self. Mm-hmm. And... If I were to meet someone or had to go back and write the letter, uh, it would say, or I would say, stay true to yourself, but always stay open. I think I have known and I have had a strong spirit uh, my entire life. So I've been pretty focused and pretty uh, say what I mean, mean what I say. Mm -hmm. And I rarely do I go back and change my mind and deviate from it. Not that you can't, Mm -hmm. but I just always have been one of those people that have been pretty settled and set. Um, I think before I speak. So by the time I speak it and I say it, I've already thought about it and I'm pretty secure and set Mm -hmm. with how it's going to continue to flow. However, things can change. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to be in a relationship with a person but not have children, then don't. If you want to not be in a relationship and have children, meaning adopt, Okay, then then do that. Just stay true to yourself and what it is that you want to do. Uh, but I am a girl of preparation. Mm. So I also believe in doing it the right way. Now, whatever somebody's right way, again, that's a whole nother mm. podcast about, you know, quote unquote, the word right. Mm. Uh, but I do believe in preparation. Mm-hmm. So if you want it, do it, seek it, prepare, and just be happy mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the way that you navigate your life. Mm-hmm. 
So it sounds like you have no regrets. I have no regrets, <laughs> none whatsoever about the bibs, no regrets regarding burps, no regrets regarding any bottles. I have absolutely none whatsoever, mm-hmm. none. Um, I, I'm not looking in the past, the rearview mirror, all those things. I am certainly looking forward forward to new opportunities. Um, and again, if I don't get the grandkid, okay. You'll that, be okay. I am A-okay. <laughs> that means, you know, more opportunities to spend time doing some other things that I enjoy, traveling, uh, financial um, responsibilities are less, mm-hmm. less continuing to be available in the workplace, which is, you know, not something that we've had an opportunity to talk a lot about. Uh, but I think that that allows me to continue to do things that I want to do. Well, that is um, a good question in regards to workplace. And I've had some challenges myself, not necessarily in my current job, but in the past where um, it can be you are child free. You don't have to rush home oh my and gosh. take care Absolutely. of your kids. It is a double standard, I think, Say when more it comes about to that. that. Yeah. I, you know, because, again, you have, again, I am not... Um, I get it. Kids get colds and, you know, things happen in childcare and you have a uh, uh, unexpected day off from school. So therefore you have to stay. Overwhelmingly, it has just been such that you have people who says, oh, well, she can just stay late. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I might not have children, but I have a life. Mm-hmm. And don't just because I don't have children, don't think that I don't have a life mm-hmm. because my life might not be my children like they are for you. Uh, but yeah, it could be a little um, unnerving yeah. yeah. when someone just assumes that, oh, well, you can just do it. And yo, you just don't have any responsibilities. No, I got responsibilities. Yeah, three dogs. Uh, two I have, dogs. I, I have responsibilities <laughs> and, you know, and it, it might not be even any of your business as to what they are. Exactly. It is my business. Exactly. So you choose to... Uh, do what you need to do for your family. I'm going to do choose to do what I need to do for my family. I am my family. Mm-hmm. Yes. A family of one is <laughs> important. I am important. my family. Absolutely. Yes. I yes. am my family. So, it, yeah, I, it, it it is a double standard at work. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and even at work, the, the whole thing comes up. That's where you. I think most often you get the question from uh, the other uh, women in the office. You don't have children? What? <laughs> That's really where it comes What are you rushing from. home to? Yeah. Well, and, you know, what's wrong? You know, that's where that uh, stigma, I think, uh, plays out the, the mm-hmm. most, where it's the most visible. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. And hoping through stories like the one you shared today, we can start changing that and shifting that for not only women, women, men, families, society, workplaces, because, again, it's all about mutual respect, understanding. Everyone has a choice. And there are a lot of women that I've talked to who've made the choice to not have children and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And we also support the women Absolutely. who want to have children Absolutely. and that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's yeah. what it's all about. Absolutely. So Kelly, Kelly, before we wrap up, I want to give you an opportunity to just share anything else that you would like to let the audience know, anything that you're doing that's awesome or just any final words, last words. I thank you for the opportunity to be able to be here. And I thank you for what you've been doing to be able to at least broaden the conversation around being child free, uh, about having the discussions about, you know, being child free and it's equivalent to being lonely or it's equivalent to being, as I would call it, being selfish. Uh, But you do have the opportunity uh, or the desire to still share, Mm -hmm. to share with other people, you know, in a different dynamic and just 
recognizing that and seeing that that is an opportunity that being child free uh, is certainly not a burden mm -hmm. and that we are certainly uh, positive uh, enforcements and positive uh, people that's going to be committed to helping move our society from one place to the next. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. I am certainly so happy that you joined me today and thank you for being a guest on No Bibs, No Burps, No Bottles. If you would like to tell the audience where they can find you, your email or social media, if people loved your story <laughs> and were inspired by your story, how can they reach out to you? Oh, well, thank you very much. I am a woman of few social media things. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I need to do a little bit better. However, I am always reachable through email. You can email me at K as in Kelly, D as in Dog, Scott, S-C-O-T-T-168 -T at gmail.com. Kelly right. Scott. Thanks, Kelly, for joining me today. I love you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Take care. You too. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the stories of African-American women without children. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, keep living your best child-free life.